0: Welcome to the Almost 30 podcast. I'm Lindsay and I'm Krista, and we're your hosts, guides, and friends on this path. Almost 30 is not about your age, it's about the feeling. All of us are almost something seeking community and resources to
1: support the rumblings of transformation within us. Our conversations are deep dives, shepherded by our insatiable curiosity and desire for connection, enduring inspiration, and a sense of levity that we can all benefit from. We're looking to find the magic in the human experience. Buckle up, baby. Your evolution is waiting.
0: Hello and welcome to Almost 30 Podcast. My name is Krista Williams, and I'm so glad you're here. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I've said it for seven years. I'm freaking so glad you're here. Almost 30 started as a conversation on our closet floors. My best friend and I, when we were almost 30, we are now over the hill and we are now over 30. And we like to talk about things related to spirituality, wellness, relationships, friendships. We kind of run the gamut of things that are supportive of your conscious evolution. I really needed the support during my Saturn return, I really needed the support in my awakening. And I felt like there wasn't a lot of resources that was helpful, that felt approachable, that felt easy for me to consume, and something I was excited about. So we created Almost 30 on our closet floors. Now we have a membership, courses and programs, all of that good stuff. And every once in a while, Lindsay and I do solo episodes. So most of the time, Almost 30 is deep dive podcast interviews where we go Super in with some of the best in the business, some of the brightest in the biz. I love to do interviews. It's like my sweet spot. It's my zone of genius as someone that grew up with a narcissist. (laughs) And we also like to do solos. And today's solo episode feels super special, feels loosey goosey, feels silly goosey, feels like we're going to have a really good time because I'm going to be talking about dating, how I'm approaching dating. As a 30 something year old, as someone that is fresh out of a very long term relationship, somewhat also called a marriage. And I am new on the scene. Your girl has actually never dated. So let's just like lay the foundation of like where I'm at, what's going on. So, and if you're new to Almost 30, welcome. This is like, we're gonna really get to know each other here. This is an episode. I never thought I would be recording. I never thought I'd be talking about this. I never thought I'd be online dating. I never thought I'd be doing this whole thing. I was someone that always was in a relationship. Since I was 14 years old, I've been in long-term relationships. 10 years, five years, three years, two years, one years, whatever. However many years of my life of 15 plus years existed, I was always in a long-term relationship. I would jump from long-term relationship to long-term relationship. I really love being in relationship. I love being in partnership. I love growth and learning in that container. I really, really find that there's so much beauty and power in relationships. It is the ultimate mirror. It is the ultimate portal for transformation. It is painful as hell sometimes. But it really, really provided me so much growth and so much opportunity. I've also really loved being in relationship with men. I'm someone that dates men exclusively. And I've really found that it's a safe space for me. It's been really fun. It's been really beautiful. And there's also been some traumatic experiences that I've had for sure. That's not the podcast for today. I've been cheated on. I've done some cheating. I've had some scandal. I've had some lying. I've had some narcissism. I've had kind of a lot of different things, again, that I've also co-created. My soul was like, let's do this thing. Let's check the narcissism box. Let's check the cheating box. Let's check the whatever the heck box my soul wanted to check in this curriculum. And so I've gone through a lot and it's really helped me be who I am. I'm really grateful for all the men that I've been in relationship with for that reason. So what's brought me to this place, if we were to go on my journey of life to my long-term relationships and then to now, Again, I'm someone I've really never dated. I've always kind of gone from person to person. And, you know, that's neither good nor bad. Who knows? You could say she's never been alone. True. You could say she has a problem with being alone. True. You could say she defines herself by her relationships. Probably true. (laughs) I don't really know. It's just who I am. And so I just got out of a 10-year relationship with someone. And I've talked about this before on the podcast. So there's episodes on that transition, on that breakup. We are amicable, we are cool, lots of love, peace, love, and crabs to that dynamic. And so it's been over a year that we've been out of our partnership, and I wanted to be super mindful about being alone, you know, for that time. I had no desire to date someone. I had no interest in dating someone. And I took the breakup very seriously. I wanted to turn myself inside out for that breakup to make sure that there was no patterns that I was going to repeat in my next relationship. Esther Perel says that the way that you end a relationship is how you potentially start your next relationship. So I wanted to make sure I ended that relationship with so much love, with so much grace, with so much kindness, with so much generosity, and just giving it my all, like really just acknowledging the soul contract that I had with that person when I was going to move on. So there was nothing in between that time. There was nothing going on. And that was very intentional. I wanted to recalibrate my frequency, recalibrate my field, be in my own frequency, improve my life, kind of heal, go through every pattern and every emotion that I had to feel without someone else in my field. I was really afraid of inviting another person in to my healing because that would be so distracting for me. And It probably was in the past, so it probably prevented me from healing in the past. But I was like, if I have someone else that's like bright and shiny and sparkly, that's like, hey, let's go on a date. And I'm like, well, I could think about this crazy pattern of codependency that I have, or I could have a nice dinner with this hot person. (laughs) And of course, I'm going to choose to do the thing that's the distraction. So I wanted no distractions at all. And I also wanted to make sure that I was going to become more of the person that I want to be in my next relationship. And that's someone that is more healed, more dialed, more authentic, more truthful, more in my power and more in my voice. I very much lost my voice in my relationship. I have a tendency in relationships to lose my voice. I lost my voice from a very young age. And welcome to my healing lab. This podcast is part of my healing lab. And speaking on stages and doing what I do is part of my healing. But Losing my voice is very easy for me when I'm in intimate relationships. It's the whole Gabor Mate, choosing attachment over authenticity. If you are confronted with choosing your attachment, so the relationship, you are going to choose that attachment over your authenticity. So I was doing that very often. And so I wanted to make sure that in my next relationship too, that I had my voice, that I had my truth, that I was able to not lose myself. And so that was a lot of subtle energy work around being able to be in my body around a person whatever gender they are and not go into their field and not go into their field psychically and not try and like read them and not like just be in their frequency because what can happen a lot of times you know we have our auric fields the when we get around people the fields meet and sometimes we can get caught up and swept up in someone else's field I'm deeply empathetic I'm a deep empath I'm a deep feeler I'm a Pisces And I'm someone that is super in tune. So oftentimes with men in relationships, I would just go in their field. I'd like level set at their frequency and just sort of become the situation, become them. I didn't want to go into dating doing that. I didn't want to lose my center. I think that's one of the huge things is really me not losing my center. Losing my center is losing my authenticity. It's losing me. It's losing my truth. And so how I'm approaching dating now, because I'm now back in the mix, baby. I'm back in the mix. And she's having fun. She's thriving. She is loving life. It is what my goal and intention of this whole process is to be is have a series of positive experiences. That is all. That is my true intention. Have a series of positive experiences. It is not to meet the man that's going to complete me. It's not going to meet the other half of my soul. It's not going to meet... Prince Charming, it's not going to whatever. It's like trusting that I am enough of who I am that it will attract the right person. And so all I can do is trust God and have a series of positive experiences and give and receive love with people on earth. It's like, I just wanna give and receive love. I am in my truth and I'm in my own clarity and I'm so divinely guided and protected that I have no worries about what's gonna happen. And I just wanna have a series of positive experiences, whatever that may I think it's also been very apparent to me that in the dating world, it's like, I think it's really important to have your values clear. I think it's really important to have your list, you know, getting the love you want, just being very clear about what you're looking for, about where you want to call in, about what you want to manifest. I I really love that. I have my list as well. And I have my list, I create it. And then, you know, I just kind of let it be. I'm not like going to every date, showing every single date my list to see if like he's my list. It's like, That's not trusting the universe. That's not trusting God. And again, as I've said it before, I'll say it again. God is not your celestial butler. You're not gonna like put your list out and be like, I want a billionaire who's a freaking hot as shit, who's like cool and funny, who's all these things. And God's like, let me just grab that right up for you, babe. Because that isn't our soul lesson sometimes. Our soul contracts and our soul lessons. Our souls have their own vibe. Our souls have their own agenda for this lifetime. And sometimes it's really beautiful and sometimes it's really challenging. And sometimes it's a mix of both. So we can't always really just be getting what we want, but we can be really clear and intentional about what we're looking for. And the reason that I'm so lax about this process is because I think what I did before is I manifested my previous partner. I had every single thing written down on the list. It was very clear. It came through and it was crazy. Like it was just like, dee dee, 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 everything. I couldn't believe it. It was beautiful. And I still believe all of that. I still love that that experience was had. And I still love that we have that soulmate experience of being everything on each other's lists and then some. And then also I realized that like it was a little bit short-sighted for the expansiveness of me and also just trusting that there's a part of me that doesn't exactly know what I need. It's hard for me to verbalize exactly what I need. I don't exactly know what God has in store for me. And there's so much that I will be delivered that I'm not aware of needing. So we could say, you know, I want a good listener. I want someone with a good job or I want someone with these things, which is really beautiful. And we should have standards for sure. But there's going to be elements and aspects to the person that we're going to be with. That is going to be an absolute surprise. It's like, oh, I want someone that can like say no to me. That's been something that's come through with dating is like finding men that are actually like, no, that doesn't work for me. Like men that have boundaries, like come the fuck on. It is so hot to me that like whatever I'm doing with men that have boundaries, I'm like, I would have never thought that before because I'd be like, I want him to be cool. I want him to like be nice and I want him to like hang out and do whatever. But I wouldn't have known how hot it is when a man like has a perspective and boundaries.
1: Okay. My body care routine is next freaking level. I want to walk you through it. And it is all thanks to Osea. You know them, you love them, maybe you don't. I'm going to introduce you to them, but we've been loving Osea for years. They've been making seaweed infused products that are safe for your skin and the planet for over 27 years. They make just incredible, clean, vegan, cruelty-free products for your body and face. Honestly, I have never seen my skin glow so freaking hard and I get compliments on it all the time, even in winter. Okay. The winter can be drying. My skin can get so rough traditionally, but not anymore. I have been using the Andaria Body Best Sellers. This is a duo. It is the Andaria Algae Body Oil and the Andaria Algae Body Butter. I've also been incorporating uh a body brush, which exfoliates your body. You can also get on ocmalibu.com. But the Andaria Algae Body Oil, y'all, it is just so luxurious. So I shower. Okay, get this. I shower, I exfoliate all the things. I use the dry brush and then I get out and I put on the body oil. It is so moisturizing without being sticky and gross. Some oils just like leave your skin yucky, but this is a rush of antioxidant rich hydration that immediately softens your skin, nourishes and firms like no other. You are going to be like, what? Are those my legs? Huh? It visibly improves sagging skin for a toned and sculpted look. It's never greasy. I'm obsessed. And then before I go to bed, I'm going to put on the Andaria algae body butter. This body butter is anti-aging and it it's firming. It moisturizes. This is for all skin types. It is so yummy. It honestly, smells unbelievable. Um, And it has uh, ceramides in it that melt into the skin. It is ultra hydrating. You're going to have hydrated skin for like 72 hours. It's unbelievable. So those are my go-tos, but Osea has incredible face, body uh, products. They have sets so you can like build your routine. I am obsessed. And of course, for our listeners, we have a discount. And right now, it's special just for you. Get 10% off your first order site. wide With code almost 30 podcast at Oseamalibu.com. That's O S E A Malibu.com. And use the code almost30podcast for 10% off. Okay, I am all about creating a spa in my home and I have taken it to the next level thanks to current body skin. Okay, y'all, I have a sauna blanket. It is the higher dose sauna blanket. And I cannot say enough about this especially during these winter months. I am like cozying up in my living room, in my sauna blanket, and I am watching my favorite TV show. Does this paint the picture? Does this sound fun? It is. This is incredible for draining toxins, boosting circulation. It will soothe your sore muscles after you've worked out. It's amazing for lymphatic drainage and promotes deep relaxation. I honestly, after every sauna session I do, I am glowing, glowing. And I feel so good. I do it for about 30 to 45 minutes, once to twice a week. You could build up from there. And inside of the sauna blanket, there's clay, crystals, and charcoal. So this is great for healing and to flush out any impurities. You are going to be obsessed. And it's so easy to store no matter the size of your home or apartment, which I love. I also am obsessed with the LED light therapy mask. I do this just about every night before bed. Yo. I have seen such an improvement in my skin, the tone, the texture, the brightness of my skin and reduction of wrinkles, baby. So I am doing no invasive stuff on my face and I have noticed such a reduction in my wrinkles and it's actually been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by 35% in just four weeks, right? I know. It's also 31% more powerful than other LED masks It's great. It's comfortable. The mask uses pillow technology, which ensures maximum coverage as well. I mean, how does my spa at home sound? Amazing, right? You can absolutely have this as well. And I'm so excited because we have a discount for you, our listeners. Use code ALMOST30 for 15% off Current Body and 25% off higher dose. And y'all, make sure you follow them on Instagram, on all socials, at Current Body, or visit the website CurrentBody.com. So, life and the people that you're dating are also going to show
0: you more of what you want on your list and really help you to fine tune what that thing is. But I also really wanted to approach all the people I was dating and really just allow them to present themselves as they are. I think what happens or what has happened to me in the past is I would go into a situation and be like, okay, here's my list. I'm looking for someone that is like cool and laid back and can like really interested in philosophy and really interested in spirituality and really interested in these things. And what has happened is that the person has then become that and it wasn't their authentic truth. It wasn't their authentic code. So I think oftentimes if we go into dating situations and we're like, here's my list, baby, then they're like, this is the list that I have to be. And it's actually not their authenticity. So I actually want to go on dates and be in union and conversation with people that they're authentic They're being themselves. And so when I go to a date without an expectation, except to have a positive experience, then they're being themselves and they can kind of move how they're going to move. And I can witness and observe if it's something that I want to keep in my field. And instead of being like, hello, are you my soulmate? Are you someone that has a well-funded 401k with a amazing family that vacations in the Hamptons every summer? Like, sure, like, that's amazing and awesome. But I really want people to show up as they are so that I can see them as they are. And I'm not telling them who to be. And then they're seeing that as a hoop to, like, jump through or, like, a ladder to climb to, like, be that person. Because oftentimes when people are, like, meeting you and they're interested in you and they're like, oh, they're hot and cool or whatever their perception of you is, then they can be like, how do I get them? And how we get them is by telling them the list. You can be like, here's my list. Oh, okay, that's how I get them got to do this thing, got to follow this thing. And what I've learned through my breakups is that I just want people to be who they are. And if we're able to meet at exactly who we are in our authenticity, and it's a match, that is a good thing. That is the best outcome possible to meet in your true authenticity what I'm also doing is as a second thing is I'm setting an intention with God of what I want to experience on every date or with every situation I'm going to be sharing some stories and examples and like timelines might be funky and like locations might be funky and like you know I don't want to be like I don't first of all no guy that I'm talking to is listening but like you know Just like, don't be too sleuthy about this, okay? Just like, let me share my stories and like, don't be like little sleuths, okay? Just like, let let it be a little fuzzy for me. But I have the intention with every man that I'm going on dates with or, you know, conversing with of like what I want to experience. So as an example, when I was in Europe, that was when I first started dating. That was when intuitively I knew that I would be ready because I had finished the book proposal that we were working on. That was my sole focus. I had done the retreat in Ibiza and I had moved through a lot of really, really big things that I really wanted to focus on. Like we also have to remember that a lot of my energy was going towards creation of things and not relationships. So I had to focus my energy on like my life and my creativity before I could move it towards my connective energy. So I started dating in Europe. And I had the intention, I was like, yo, I haven't felt like desire in a long time. You know that feeling of like desire where you're just like, oh my God, like we are in a fucking vibe and like you desire me, I desire you. This is like so much fun. This is the best. This is like the part of the relationship that when you're dating forever, you're like, oh my God, I miss that feeling. So I was like, I want to desire and feel desired. So I'm in Europe, I'm in a certain place. And I am just like in the vibe of desire and feeling desired. And I got to feel that frequency. I got to remind myself of like what that energy feels like. And with the intention setting, so sometimes with when we set the intention before we meet someone or go on a date, it can be us setting the intention or it can be an intuitive hit. So I'm kind of trying to tune into what that is with my experience because I've had different intentions through these different experiences of what I want to cultivate And I had an experience recently in L.A. with someone where on the way to the date, I was like, my intention is to like be stimulated in my mind, like to have like a really mentally stimulating conversation. And I was almost like feeling like, oh, actually, I'm intuitively picking up on what this connection is rather than like setting the intention. So it could be either of those things. It could be a psychic hit or it could be an intention. But I really like to set the intention of like what I want to experience from a soul level. Like what is my soul desiring in this now moment? My soul in this now moment is not desiring to have my like full grand poobah like person. I really want to just like play around. I really want to experience life and experience the masculine in these different types of ways. And so in Europe, I had the intention desire and feel desired. Check, check. That was great. Great learning experience. RIP. He's now dead second experience I'm like I want to be myself because in that desired container I felt desired I, f- I was desired but I didn't feel like I could fully be myself because then you're kind of like in this energy of like objectification a little bit so I was like actually I want to really be myself so then I go to another place and I'm like on this meeting with this person and I'm like I can literally be myself in a way that I have not felt in so long and I'm like oh this is what that is like And this was also to me following my intuition and me really going with what felt good in the moment. So your girl's online dating, which is crazy because I had to honestly get over that hump of being like, I'm online dating. I had to go through a whole journey with that. And I know so many of you are online dating. And so I wanted to be open about that because I had so much judgment. Like I was with myself. I'm like, oh my God, this means I'm desperate. This means I'm a loser. Like this means that I'm not trusting the universe. This means I'm not blah, blah, blah. All of those things, yes and, I just was like, this is just what it is. I wanted to also start to online date because I wanted to break my egoic thought that I'm better than it. Like there's so many times in my life where I'm like, I think I'm better than this and I need to like break that and just remember that like each one of these people on this app wants to experience love and wants to give and receive love and wants to experience someone else and wants connection. And when I can go to an app with that view of like, oh, this is just a person that wants connection and this is a person that wants to give and receive love. I've had no weirdness, nothing weird, nothing but beautiful connections and conversations. I'm also not reaching out to anybody. I'm only replying. I'm like being super in touch with my intuition. If something feels a little off, I'm not responding. I'm doing whatever. So it's also that. But like by having the intention of like these are just beautiful humans on earth that want to give and receive love, I have no expectation of them. They don't owe me anything and they will not be responsible for my happiness. I think that's the biggest thing is like going into the app like this is just going to add to my life. This is just going to add some flavor. This is just going to give me stories. This is just going to be fun. I'm just going to really experience all there is inhumanity as an alien uh, here on earth. I'm like, what's up with this? What's going on here? And by not having any expectation, by not really expecting anyone to do anything for me or complete me or make me happy, it's made it so much easier to go in and be like, yeah, what up or do my thing.
1: Uh, The other night at 4 p.m. in the afternoon, I decided to take a shower and get into my favorite pajamas. And it was the best decision I have made all month. I felt so amazing. My Cozy Earth pajamas were waiting for me. These are just the most delicious pajamas I've ever put on my body. They are cozy. They are soft. They are warm, yet they don't get me too warm because your girl doesn't like to overheat. I just cannot say enough about Cozy Earth. They have everything from loungewear, including pajamas, To bedding and more, y'all are going to love, love, love this brand. I actually just got Sean some joggers from Cozy Earth and he's obsessed. This was named one of Oprah's favorite things in 2018. It's Cozy Earth's best selling bamboo sheet set, which I also have. It keeps me cool, keeps me so cozy. It's incredibly soft. So, back to those pajamas, they're made from the softest viscose from bamboo. I am obsessed. I have them in black and it has this like really chic white like piping on the pajamas. They look so, so freaking chic. I wear them all the time. This also makes an incredible gift. Everyone loves pajamas. Let me just tell you that about everyone. They love pajamas. So check out Cozy Earth. They have everything from loungewear for men and women, cozies and things for your bedroom for the bathroom, you're going to have a freaking field day. Cozy Earth provided an exclusive offer for our listeners today. Get this, 35% off site-wide when you use the code ALMOST30. That's insane. 35% off site-wide when you use the code ALMOST30 at CozyEarth.com. What I've also noticed, and this is something I wanted to
0: talk about too, is I've noticed that part of me, and this is kind of a tangent, but let's go there together, I've noticed the part of me over-index on the playful banter and over-index on the, like, talking like a dude and, like, saying bro in a flirty way. And I can be... Your girl is a banter baddie. Like, your girl can, like, bro down, honestly, till the cows come home. It's crazy. Love it. I enjoy it. I love, like, that wittiness. I love just, like, the spark. I love the fun. But I also was like, okay, wow... I don't want to get caught up in a pattern of banter, which is something I really enjoy and love, but also something that I think appeases men and I think is for men and really allows them to be in a space that's comfortable for them. Because men can really be in the banter space forever. And that's sort of where they stay with their friends is men banter with their friends for like their entire lives, their friends for like 80 years. And they're like, yeah, we're still bantering. We, I don't even know what my friend's wife's name is. I don't even know what their kids' names are. So I don't even want to be in that space forever. So I really had to be mindful of, like, when I'm going to bring in my depth, when I'm going to bring in my heart, when I'm going to bring in my emotions, and making sure that they know that I'm not just, like, a banter baddie, that I'm, like, also super deep, and I'm also emotional, and I'm also super tender, and I also am super spiritual, I also, like, have this whole life and part of me that's, like, very dynamic and not just banter. So that was something early on I had to be mindful of and be really thoughtful about, like, making sure that was clear with the men that I'm talking to that like it's not just fun and games. I'd be crying, I'd be moving through stuff, I'd be healing, I'd be healing others, I'd be doing my thing and I'd be super deep. I'm a deep 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 girl. I'd be deep. And so I wanted to make sure that like yo, this is not just like all fun and games. Like life is fun and games, but it's so much more than that. There's so much nourishment. This is a full meal. This ain't no snack. This is a full meal that you are about to consume. So you need to be ready to go the full spectrum. And it's actually been helpful because most men can't go there. And it's not like I'm like trauma dumping. I'm not like, this is my fourth grade trauma. Like, no, it's just tiny moments of like, this is the book that I'm reading. This is the podcast that I'm listening to. This is what I'm thinking about today. This is the conversation that I had with my friend. This is something that's going on in my life. It is tiny, tiny, tapas it's little tapas of like oh can you can you handle that about my depth about my emotions about my realness that I just see if they can pick up and move with so that is something I definitely want to bring through and sort of like double click on for everyone for the women that are super deep are super emotional have big hearts have so much to offer and say it's like really just providing an atmosphere and providing an opportunity for you to just kind of drop in The multitude and multidimensionality of you, the podcast, the book, the saying, the quote, the truth of what you're thinking about, the truth of how you're feeling, the truth of how your day was, and seeing if they can pick up what you're throwing down. Most men can't, but the men or women that can are the ones that you want to continue with. And now there's some men that haven't been able to pick up what I'm throwing down. And that's fine. It's also knowing, like, okay, maybe this isn't my person, but I can still enjoy our connection for what it is for the play, the joy, the banter, the fun, etc. But knowing that like this is something that I would need and something that I desire in my relationship to be able to go deep on a really spiritual level, like there needs to be an aspect of spirituality within my relationship. That's not like he's playing the didgeridoo at Erwan, but like he needs to have like a foundation to his life that like helps him center and create a life that he loves through that foundation of spirituality, whether it's God or Yahweh or Adonai or whatever it is. There needs to be that there because that's like how I run my life as a spiritual being. So that is like an absolute must. I really think something else too that I'm bringing through in this season is going outside of my type and my comfort zone. So your girl grew up in Ohio. I don't know if you guys knew this. Small town in Ohio. I lived in Chicago for a little bit. Lived in New York and then moved to LA. And I've always had a type. Like every one of my friends would be like, yo, this is Krista's type. Like type, type, type. And it's something that I've been really pondering Because I'm like, do I have a type or was that the only type of person I had access to living in the Midwest, living in these specific cities? And would I have a different type if I had more access to more people or more men that were different? And so now I've been really opening up the opportunities and seeing, like, is it true that my type is this specific person or is it true that that's the only people that I've had access to? So I'm really challenging the idea of a type and the idea of me having a type. So right now I'm sort of playing in that realm of like, okay, what if he looked like this? What if he did this for his work? What if he had this for his religion? What if he had this for where he lives? What if he's European? What if he's international? What if he's an entrepreneur? What if he has this job? And trying to break that pattern of always going like, this is the box that I live in. This is the man that I want he looks like this, he works at this job, he does this thing, and seeing if that's actually true for me. Like, is that true? If I was to like really allow myself to explore, experiment, see what's out there, what would I be attracted to? What would my soul, what is the soul frequency attraction and what is like the mind and ego attraction? So exploring outside your type, exploring outside your type we're doing that right now. What I've also done, I think this is the most important thing, is I've used each situation as a laboratory for learning about myself. And this may seem psychotic, narcissistic, whatever, but like every opportunity, if you have it, is some mirror for you and is some opportunity for you to learn about you. I am giving and receiving love. I am holding space for these men. I am healing them in our goddamn experiences. So I'm going to get what I need, which is having them be the perfect little matrix vision of like what I need to know about myself. As an example, there was one situation where I really noticed myself censoring myself. You know, he would talk about certain topics and things and I was like, okay, he thinks this, then I'm not going to say this. Oh, he says this about this. That means I can't say this about this. And I was really kind of wavering on who I am, what I believe, what I want to say. And so it wasn't like I was pissed at myself. It wasn't like I was mad. It wasn't like I came to our next date and was like, I have something to say to you and I need you to know this. I was just like, oh, girl, okay, we're still censoring in that way. What would we do if we had another chance? How can I love that part of me that's still afraid to speak her mind? How can I love that part of me that's still a little scared and still censoring herself and really just coming back to my own healing and my own experience there? There was another example how I'm using this as my laboratory for my own learning is looking at where I ignore red flags for chemistry and where I ignore what I know to be true for the connection. So again, where am I foregoing my authenticity for attachment? And there was a situation with someone, there was a lot of chemistry, it was like chemistry vibes on 100. And it wasn't like there was like egregious red flags, but there was just like some beige flags. And it was just like, this man isn't really listening to me talk. This man isn't really asking me questions. This man is just, yeah, that kind of thing. And a man listening to me and a man asking me questions is healing to me. Anyone listening to me and anyone asking me questions is healing to me because of the way that I am. And I really need a good listener. I am the best listener. Don't get it twisted. I'm the best listener. I'm, I'm a good talker, but I'm a good listener. And so I need someone that deeply is a listener. And someone might not need that. You know, someone might not need it in their life, but I have a, I have a sensitivity to that. So I'm like just kind of vibing in our chemistry. And I'm like, it's all good. We're like vibing in this chemistry. And I'm like, no, girl, this man doesn't is not listening to you. This man does has no idea about what's actually going on in your brain. So it was another example of like, okay, where am I wavering on what I know I deserve? Because there's chemistry in the room. And as the third thing that I noticed in my little laboratory is where am I holding back on being who I actually am for their comfort? I noticed this with a situation with someone where there's been some conversations that we've been having. And I'm like, if this was my best friend, or if this was a friend, or this was someone on my team, I would say this. But because it's a person that I'm interested in, I'm going to say this. And it's like, no, say what I would say to anybody in my life, and anyone that I love or anyone that I'm in relationship with. As an example, this person that I'm talking to had a something happen in their life where someone passed away. And they were talking to me about it. And I'm like, I'm holding back and I'm like, oh, I hope you're doing okay, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no. Like, the real me is like, yo, let's go in on this. Like, how are you feeling? What's going on? Like, where do you think their soul is? Like, what is something you wish you could have said to them? What is something you can do to support their family? Like, I go in on that. Like, when people are going through something, like, I am fully there holding space And so I was honest about that, where I'm like, I want to treat you like how I would treat a friend in this situation. And I want to go all in on this to like support you. And I want you to not take it like so seriously that like I'm making you my freaking husband right now. But like, this is how I support people. And this is how I am. This is who I am. And so me not holding back on exactly who I am, because I feel like it's going to be too much. That is something I'm healing right now so hard. That wound of being too much. I feel too much. I say too much. I express too much. I emote too much. I require too much. I want too much time. I want too much depth. I want too much intimacy, blah, blah, blah. All of that too muchness, which is so annoying. And I'm so done with it. And I'm like, no, I'm going to go into dating and be who I am as the too much person so that if they're freaked out, then it's done. And it's done faster than if I'm like holding back, holding back, holding back to get the connection. And then six months in, they're like, yo, You are an emotional chica. You've got a lot to say and you've got a lot of feelings. And I'm like, yeah, that's always been me, but I've been hiding it. So really using each situation to be as much of who you are as you can. Obviously, with a grain of salt, being mindful of the situation of the person, being thoughtful and discerning. That's part of this. But really just like, no, this is how I talk to people. This is how I hold people. This is how I love people. This is how I am with people. And this is how I'm going to be in this relationship. A caveat to that, because nuance is the name of the game, honey, is that I'm not going to give someone like ultra girlfriend experience or bestie experience if we're not at that level. So with someone that I'm talking to or dating, it's like being mindful, like this is how I would treat someone and this is how I would speak to someone, but I'm not going to go above and beyond to be like, I'm sending you flowers. I'm coming to your house. I'm like going to be with you in the trenches because... That is bestie experience. That is boyfriend, girlfriend experience. That is like a very specific experience that they should have when they deserve it. I think people give people too much benefit of the doubt. And that's something that I'm not doing when I'm dating is like when I meet people, I'm not like already meeting them like, you're a great person. You probably are not a liar. You probably don't have a porn addiction. You probably don't have all these things that like I don't know are true or not. And so, really, just like meeting them as like an absolute stranger, feeling into the energy, really noticing and watching. Being mindful of things, but not giving people so much benefit of the doubt. I think what happens oftentimes is like, I went, I was in a situation with this guy. He's like this European businessman, whatever. And we were on this date. And like, he was like, you know, if we were to get married, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yo, we literally just met. Why would you be like that to me is like a red flag? When like me as a 20 year old, if you were like, yeah, you know, so when we get married and live in blah, 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 I'm like, gross. I literally don't know you. So, there's also that too, and this is kind of a tangent, but like noticing where we want to be accepted, we want to be loved, we want the fairy tale. And really it's kind of red flaggy. A man that you just meet should not be like, yeah, we're going to get married. We're going to have children. Where should we live? Where should we have our second home? Where should we have all these things? Like, I, I I don't know you. Like, I could be a weirdo. I could be a serial killer. Like, you actually don't know who I am. And so going into dates like obviously with, I'm looking for a positive experience. This is someone that wants to receive love. This is someone that's like a human on earth looking for a connection. This is an expression of God. And also I'm not going to be expecting too much. And I'm also going to be super mindful of like where things could potentially be off and where things could not be. Yeah. Where things could be moving a little too fast or like not actually tracking because you wouldn't even meet with someone, a stranger, and be like, yeah, like, let's spend our lives together. It's like, that doesn't make sense. But there's the part of us that wants to have that so bad that's like, oh, yeah, this is like, and he said he wanted to marry me. It's like, no, that's crazy. You don't want to marry him. Like, what's, what's up with that? Okay. So the benefit of the
1: doubt thing is huge. This episode is brought to you by IQ Bar, my favorite freaking snack bar of all time. Why? because it is actually healthy. The ingredients in these bars I totally approve of. I am a stickler about what's in the bars. So many bars have too much sugar, have weird ingredients that I can't pronounce, but I am obsessed because the ingredients in IQ Bar are good for your brain and your body, baby. It's incredible. I also love how chewy they are, how yummy they are. So if you want the perfect healthy grab-and-go breakfast, for example, or snack on the go. IQ bars are unbelievable. I love the banana nut. I also love the lemon blueberry. I also am obsessed with the peanut butter chip. You're going to love it. It's vegan, gluten-free, and low in both sugar and carbs. I also love their IQ Joe. This is their jitter-free instant coffee. It's packed with 200 milligrams of natural caffeine. It has mood-boosting magnesium and productivity-enhancing lion's mane. I love this coffee. I do drink it. So I was off coffee for a little bit while I was pregnant, but I'm slowly incorporating it back. So I will have a little bit of the IQ Joe packet, and it is so freaking delicious. I love the vanilla spice, but they also have original black and cafe mocha and toasted hazelnut. Refuel Smarter with IQ Bars Ultimate Sampler Pack. That's seven IQ Bars, four IQ Mix Sticks, and four IQ Joe Sticks. And now our special podcast listeners, that's you, get 20% off all IQ Bar products plus free shipping. And to get this 20% off, just text almost to 64,000. So you have your phone in your hands right now. I'm pretty sure you do, or at least close to you. Text the word ALMOST to 64000. Get your discount. Text ALMOST a l m o s t to 64000. That's ALMOST to 64000.
0: So there's two more things that we're going to be talking about how I'm approaching dating. There's the other point of having mental stimulation and comfort over chemistry. Your girl loves a good vibe. She loves some chemistry. She loves the energy. The pheromones can feel and experience a lot, honey. But we need to be mentally stimulated to have a long-term relationship. We need to feel comfortable in our body. We need to feel comfortable being ourselves and expressing ourselves. So I had a few situations where lots of chemistry, total vibe. I'm like, yo, I forgot what this is like. Whoa, this is the best. And the mental stimulation wasn't there. Like The conversations were good, but it was me carrying all the weight, asking all the freaking questions, being the most interesting performer of all time. And I'm like, yo, that was cool. It was a few hours. Like, I was ready to go. But the chemistry was a vibe. And then there have been situations where it's like, go on the date at 730, the lights come on at 2 a.m. And you're like, whoa, where are we? That was an absolute portal. And I was completely engaged in my body, felt comfortable the entire time. But I'm not quite sure if I'm super attracted to them yet. But I'm going to see because I really love our connection. I really love the mental stimulation and the comfort in my body. I love how my nervous system feels. Let's see if the attraction can build. And for me, it has for sure. It definitely can. And probably there have been situations where it can't. So I think this is something that John Gray talks about. Men are from Mars. Women are from Venus. This is also something Esther Perel talks about. We should be really, really mindful of when we're choosing that chemistry over the connection. Because if we're going to be with someone for a very long time, We should be mentally stimulated by them. We should be excited by them. We should want more. And we should feel really comfortable in our nervous systems in our body. And as a last thing, y'all, this is the whole thing. This is the whole thing about life. Our soul came to this life, came to earth and was like, this is crazy. This is so wild. I'm just going to do all these things. I have this list of things I want to experience and do. I'm going to come back if I don't finish. I might have this be the last one. I might not. I might come back as a tree. I might come back as a world leader. I might come back as like a cat. Who knows? But in this lifetime, I got my own thing going on, and this is really fun. As painful as it is, and as much as suffering sucks, which I've talked about on the podcast, this is a really fun life. You are the author of your own life, and you can hit them with a plot twist whenever you want, babe. So making your story fun and interesting is like my favorite thing. So I'm all about like the plot twist. I mean, I go on these dates, and I like message my friends, and I'm like, yo, this fucking happened, we did this, we went here, he does this, blah, blah, blah. And it's literally entertainment for days all of it is like joyful fun entertainment play and it's been a blast obviously in a certain period of time I'm going to be like ready for my family and ready for my partner but right now I'm like this is such a fun experience and like when I can come with vivacious energy of play and laughter and like experience it's like how can these people just be fun little plot twists to your life and how can it be like entertainment Okay, this is going to be the last thing that I say that's so vulnerable. But I'm going to say, your girl got ghosted, okay? This is, and this is what it is. So do it for the adventure. This is so embarrassing. But I just want to be open with you guys. Girlies get ghosted. Dying laughing that I got ghosted. So there's this mega hottie, like, so my type, just like type, 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 type. We're vibing, we're messaging, da-da-da-da. And he's like, I want to take you out. So we start to message. We do our thing, have a call, whatever. And he tells me, he's like, I'm in recovery. I'm like, oh, cool. And I'm just such a Pisces. Like, I'm so open. I like love learning. I'm like, oh my God, I I love that. Like, I love that there's a foundation of principles to your life. I love that you're spiritual. I love that you have community. I just always see the positive in everything. I'm like, oh, cool. That's amazing. I can't wait to learn about that. I love learning about stuff. And then he also says he has like other addictions. I'm like, okay. And I'm kind of like just literally like letting it like, woo like, I'm just having fun. Life is cool. And then there's some other things that kind of come up that are very red flaggy that I'm just totally being a doofus to. Totally. And not like incredibly red flaggy, but like anyone else would be like, yo, babe, that's a red flag. And I kind of felt like it was a red flag. So we go to our date. We're supposed to have a date. Don't hear from him that day. Don't hear from him for the date, obviously. And I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy. My, I'm having this experience of being ghosted. Whoa, that's crazy. And I'm being ghosted, and I'm like, whoa. And what I'll say is that I had a delusional part of me come online that was like, I wanted to figure out why, and I finally figured out why. And eventually, this person messaged me and was like, actually, I'm in recovery, and this is too much for me. Da da da. da. But I kind of put that together where I was like, oh wow, this is probably a lot for them. They're in recovery. Da 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 da. This is probably part of their pattern. But it was, like, just, like, interesting. I'm just like, oh, this doesn't mean anything about me. This doesn't mean anything about this person, really. This doesn't mean anything about the situation. It's just, like, this is what happens in life is, like, you literally are actual strangers that don't even really know each other. And, like, sometimes you just get ghosted. And sometimes you, like, move on. But it's a hilarious plot twist because I drove somewhere for it. And thank God I was with my friends who lived in that area. And we were all just, like, sitting at dinner, like, cracking the frick up. That the fact that like I was, they were with me as like I was getting ghosted. I had shaved my entire body that day. I was like fully ready. It was like honestly prom night. I was like ready to rock and literally ghosted. Hilarious, but it's hilarious. It means nothing about me. It means nothing about them. Sometimes in life that happens. No stories need to be attached. It is what it is. This is what happens in dating. Is we find these things and we attach all these stories to it. I'm not worthy. Da 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 da. I'm never gonna find someone. Da da. It's like no. Sometimes in life, you just get ghosted and your girl got ghosted. Okay. So that's my journey. That's my truth. And I, you're welcome for me saying that because that's so embarrassing. So I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for this space and opportunity for me to share just like who I am and what I'm going through. I want to be honestly as open and transparent with you as possible in this process because I'm ashamed of it a little bit, because it's embarrassing, because it's like kind of silly, because it's kind of stupid, but it is where I'm at in my life. And I have been on this journey with you guys from the get, from my long-term relationship to my marriage to the separation to this. And it's like, it is what it is. This is where we are. And as much as I can share that's helpful for you and as much as I can share about my own vibe and what I'm bringing to this in my own unique perspective, that's my goal and intention. So we have a lot more episodes on dating and relationships. Just search dating relationships, almost 30. We also have it on our website if you wanna find more. You can find more about me on Instagram. It's Krista, it's I-T-S-K-R-I-S-T-A. It's Krista.com as well. I have retreats happening next year. I have one-on-one coaching that I'm doing with people. It's like parts work, relationship stuff. You can message me about it if you want. I'm going to be doing an event in London with one of my best friends, Victoria. It is for people that want to be speakers. So helping speakers. So DM me about that. It's Krista. And then almost30.com for all of our partners, more information about the show, more information about Lindsay and I, more information about our membership, our courses and programs. I love you very much. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for rating and reviewing. Thank you for being a part of our lives. I will see you on the next one and happy dating, my babies.